With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Got a fantastic, fantastic book. I am looking forward to this. This is going to be so much fun. Uh, We are going to go to Scott McDonald, who is going to join us here in just a few moments. And then we are going to bring in Don Mazzella as well. And I believe there's Scott. How are you, my friend? Hi there. You sound uh, fantastic on Skype. That is uh, that is pretty amazing. Okay. Well, this is the first time I've used it. So well, real nice. hey, you you sound fine to me, baby. You sound fine to me. That's good. We have got uh, Scott McDonald with us today. He is uh, joining us live. We are also going to get back with us here, our co-host. Here on Talk America Live, Don Mazzella, and uh, we are going to talk about Scott's book. And uh, Don, can you hear me, my friend? Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. We've got uh, we've got Don Mazzella back with us. We've also got Scott McDonald, author of Think Like a Dog. This uh, new book examines how imitating canine thinking can yield a happier life and more successful career. Think Like a Dog. Tell us a little bit about the book, my friend. Well, the the origin of the book starts with uh, the dog, Sadie, who is a rescue dog. And uh, my son, who was a law student at the time at the University of Texas, rescued Sadie. She was uh, found in the wild, picked up by animal control outside of a town in Texas, had a lot of uh, medical problems, and probably would have been euthanized, but for... um, a local woman who rescued her, and then my son took her and taught her how it was to be with people. And uh, so then he got a job. And what happens when kids uh, adapt dogs or adopt dogs uh, and they get jobs, the dogs always wind up with the parents. And Sadie is no exception. She came out here and was afraid of everything, Um, was... uh, was nervous, skittish, uh, avoided people, and over the the next year or two, he developed a lot of personality and confidence, and and now is kind of the queen of the neighborhood. And I I wondered just how did this happen? How did this dog transition from being scared of everything to being confident and uh, in her environment? And I started to take notes, and I thought, gee, maybe there's some lessons to be learned here. And, and ultimately, it, it became a book. Fantastic. Don, well, what, what do you make of this? That, 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 that This is such a cool, cool idea for a book. Absolutely. Dogs are man's, man's best friend. And there's nothing like seeing a service dog or someone like that. So um, what are some of the things you've le- you learned from Sadie? Well, um uh... A whole lot of things. Um, one is uh, being persistent. That's one of the chapters. And I'll give you an example. Uh, when Sadie came into the house, I said, Sadie, you're not allowed on on the couch or the bed. 
And, uh, of course, as soon as I left the room, Sadie hopped up on the couch and took a nap. <laughs> so back, she stumbled off the couch because she's smart. She kind of knows. And likewise, when I'm asleep, she hops on the bed and curls up. I wake up. I kick her off the bed. But, and she waits until I go back to sleep, and then she hops back on the bed. And eventually she wins. You can't stay up all night, every night. So I'm thinking persistence. Uh, when, you, when you can't take no for an answer, what do you do? You, you persist, and, and, uh, and you keep pushing ahead, and, and ultimately you likely find success. So that's just one small lesson. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. That, 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 is, that is so true. That is so true. <laughs> and, you know, but um, what made you decide to write the book? Well, I was one day I was walking down the street. Uh, I took Sadie out for a walk, or I guess she was walking me. <laughs> and Dogs I, uh, do have a tendency to do that. Yeah. And, and I, I was thinking back, I've worked on jobs pretty much all over the world. I took a tour of the, uh, the old Forbidden City where the emperor used to hold court, and there was no indoor plumbing. This was hundreds of years ago. And I asked, so when the emperor went to the bathroom, you know, how, how does that work? And they said, well, the servant shows up with the chamber pot and then takes it away when he's done. So I said, oh, okay, not a great job, but I understand. <laughs> I'm walking back to this. I'm walking down the street with Sadie. She stops, she poops, I pull out the bag, I clean up the poop, and it dawns on me right there. How did the dog become the emperor? And I became the servant. Yes. And there's something to this. <laughs> and then, you know, if, if you turned off your tel your video, the, your, um, the, the uh, connection will be stronger. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, turn off the video. How do I do that? Let me see. You should be able to uh, to do that. Okay. There you go. Yeah, and, and you sound a lot better, my friend. Oh, okay. Well, I'm learning. So, um, <laughs> yeah. just, just another example. Uh, I was in, uh, I think it was Serbia, and there's a, an old uh, uh, kind of a palace there, a uh, former Roman emperor, and they had preserved part of it, and they said this is where the emperor and his his buddies used to hang out, and the servants would bring him food and bring him water. And So I'm thinking, okay, so when I go home, what do I do? I get bowls of food for the dog. I make sure the dog has water. I'm Again, I'm doing the same thing as the servant was doing a thousand years ago. And, and Sadie is now the emperor, uh, the ruler. So now these dogs have taught people how to hunt for them, how to feed them. <laughs> how to take care of medically. Uh, you know, the old story about people from outer space come to come to Earth and look around, and they go back, and they're asked, say, what'd you find out? Well, the people in charge have four legs, and they pull the servants around behind them, and the servants <laughs> clean up after them, and uh, on and on and on. So I think <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot to be learned from these dogs. Uh, um, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I've, I don't know if you're ever familiar with the Bill Cosby um, a, a comedy routine about the dog and the cat and how the cat teaches the dog how to uh, make humans do exactly uh, what you're saying. Well, um, uh, but it's really interesting. Um, 
uh, can you give us another example out of your book? I, I mean, it sounds fascinating, and I'm going to go out and buy it. But but in the meantime, please tell us a little bit more. Oh, sure. Okay, so there's a chapter on living in the moment. So, you know, you meet a lot of people, and they, they kind of dwell on the past. And you meet other people, and they're worried about what might happen in the future. But dogs... Dogs, we know, they, they don't think about what happened a year ago. Their memories are kind of short. And they're sure not worried about what hasn't happened, but what could happen. They're very focused on the moment. They're very focused on the present. So you go to current theory in psychology, and what are they talking about? They're talking about living in the moment, uh, being focused on the moment, uh, using the present to get to the future. They're teaching us what dogs have, have, have been uh, doing for the last few thousand years. So there's, there's a whole, and I talk about the psychology of living in the moment and mindfulness and, and all that stuff that, that in human terms goes back to Buddha. But the dogs know this the whole time. This is how they live their lives. Couldn't agree more. But you know, what I've always thought of, uh, seen about dogs is they know when, when you um, are hurting, dogs seem to know that. What, what do you say to that? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, being loyal is another chapter, and we know that dogs are, are loyal uh, beyond any kind of human uh, relationship. Um, and and, and the, the book has a lot of stories uh, that I've collected from people that own dogs and and a very good friend of mine and, and neighbor um, died a couple years ago. And his dog, um, Jake, just just lay with him the whole time. It went outside to go to the bathroom, but otherwise just stayed with him the whole time and wouldn't move uh, and comforted him. And, and that kind of loyalty and, and the fact Jake knew that Tom was sick and, and may or may not make it. Um, says a lot. And when you come home, you know, after a long day of work, whatever, you can be a little frazzled and the dog will greet you and wag his tail or, or make you feel better. I had a meeting uh, a couple of years ago at Amazon's headquarters in Seattle. And they have a dog-friendly headquarters. Where, and I was watching these employees bring their dogs to work. And I asked the guy uh, who works for Amazon and was leading the discussion. I said, so what's the story with dogs? And he said, well, Amazon can be a pretty difficult place to work. I mean, it's uh, people have ideas and, and it's very competitive and get into arguments. And that sometimes you leave a meeting and you're upset and the blood pressure's up and you're about to boil over. And some dog comes up to you and wags his tail and nuzzles you. You can't stay agitated. You just can't. It kind of brings you back down to, to uh, a calm state, and you can go back and do your work. So I think the, 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 the outcome is, at least with their experience, that, that dogs tend to lead to better health and, and productivity and better outcomes, and, uh, and they know when you're upset, and they know when you're in poor health, and, and they try to give you comfort and, and, and help you out. I couldn't agree more. Are you familiar with the story of Greyfriars uh, Bobby, the Edinburgh dog that say that it's, it's master's grave? Yeah, yeah. I uh, 
I think I included that story in the book, actually. There are a few stories uh, where um, the master died. I mean, there's one in Japan where the dog used to go down and, and meet his master at the train station every day. And then the, uh, his master died. And the dog still, for 10 years after that, went to the train station every day just in case his master showed up. And they put a statue of the dog there by the station as, uh, as just a testament to loyalty and the relationship of, of uh, dogs and people. Well, um, what do you say to the uh, uh, people that, well, let's turn it around for a moment and ask the question. To me, um, there's nothing worse than a bringing a dog outside of a service dog into a restaurant and then treating them almost as a, a, another guest. Uh, what do you say to that? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I think dogs have a place, um, and I think people have a place. And dogs are not people. So they think they are. I can tell you Sadie thinks she's a person. <laughs> but, but that doesn't mean that, uh, that they should go in and eat table food in a restaurant. I think there's, there's a boundary there. Yeah, it's unfortunate. A lot of people seem in this day and age not to not to have that boundary anymore. Um, but uh, in this increasingly selfish world where we're turning inward, um, what do you think is going to be happening with dogs in the future? Well, dogs have been around and supportive of of mankind for. As long as we've had written words, I mean, if you go back to uh, the days of the pyramids uh, in, uh, in Egypt, uh, when a pharaoh uh, was buried, oftentimes they were buried with their dog, so the dog could accompany them and guide them to the afterlife. Uh, so if you look at Greek mythology, some of the gods... Uh, were accompanied by dogs. And so there's been a recognition since recorded history of the importance of dogs in terms of companionship. And then if you go back various times, hunting and other stuff. Um, and I think that link just continues. It goes as long as, as we have written history. And I can't imagine uh, anything would change that connection. Mm, I, I agree. I agree with you. Um, uh, I, I've never been in a position to have a dog, so uh, but I've always in, um, admired how uh, dogs. Uh, everything that you've said said so far, I've seen in other uh, uh, um, with other families, etc. Um, is there a particular breed that you think are particularly uh, uh, conducive to this relationship? Oh, I know people that have all kinds of dogs. Um, it's actually, uh, when I got Sadie, uh, my son gave me a dog DNA kit as a gift where you swab the dog's cheek just like for a human and you send in and they give you a, a, a DNA analysis of who your dog is, what breed. And so I sent this thing in and they sent me back an email report. It said, your dog is mixed breed. So I sent him a note saying, you know, this is not very helpful. I don't see how you can charge people money for this. And they sent me back a note and said, look, your dog has some lab. We said that in the report. But otherwise, there is not enough single breed in her 
to, to, to find it. And so her parents were mixed, her grandparents were mixed, and maybe her great-grandparents. There's just not enough there. And so she's a mutt. When you go back and you look at Americans uh, and you do the ancestry research, and I've done a fair amount of that, um, we're all kind of mutts too. <laughs> Very few, if any of us, are purebred. And so, you know, my bias is, is just a uh, mixed breed. Um, I'm a big fan of rescuing dogs and, uh, and letting them, uh, um, regardless of the breed, um, kind of show their personality. Hmm. Oh, you know, uh, there's a lot of questions I want to uh, ask, but uh, let me ask you this. Um, for our audience, what do you what do you look for? What should they look for, and if they're planning to adopt a dog? Well, um, you know, the, understanding the history of the dog uh, is pretty important, and um, certain certain breeds uh, have had a history of, of issues um, and you think of pit bulls um, there are a lot of good pit bulls out there but every now and then there's an incident which is catastrophic but but um, yeah look at that now if the dog has been abused uh, there will be there'll definitely be some recovery time and it might not be one that you take in and put with your small children uh, on day one uh, my kids are all growing up now, and I didn't have that issue. And Sadie wasn't abused. She was just wild. Uh, so uh, I was talking to someone yesterday who adopted a dog who was badly abused. And um, it will take a while before that dog is socialized and can deal with, with other people and with um, other dogs. Uh, so look, looking into the history, I think, is, is pretty important. We, I'm going to th throw a curveball at you. Um, oftentimes, uh, I'm surprised how the dogs that people choose are so much uh, like they, they themselves, um, pugnacious, etc. Um, have you noticed that, or uh, am I off base on that? No, I think you're right on. Um, I think uh, dogs tend to take on a little bit of the characteristics of their masters, and frankly, the masters tend to be influenced by the characteristics of the dogs. So I, I've heard people say that dogs, people become to resemble their dogs. I haven't seen uh, guys walking around looking like dogs, but um, I think that the characteristics are a bit of a blend. And I think dogs teach us uh, certain things and we teach dogs certain things. And, and it's part of that socialization um, we do take on some characteristics. Hmm. Uh, uh, it's just something I, I, I've, uh, I've kind of noticed in people that, um, uh, but what, what do you say? Uh, um, I've often seen that uh, some of the biggest people have some of the smallest people, dogs yeah. and vice, vice versa. What, yeah. what, what do you say to that? Yeah, I, you know, it takes all kinds. Uh, I have a I have a good friend who is probably six uh, six five maybe and probably two hundred and forty pounds two hundred and fifty pounds and he has this little tiny poodle 
Yeah, a little white poodle. Yeah. Hysterical. But that poodle, that poodle gets Bob in the morning, uh, says goodnight to Bob at night, drags him outside multiple times a day. Um, it, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't matter how big or little they are, they, they connect. You know, I think Mark Twain was quoted as saying, it, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the fight in the dog. Um, that, that the size of the dog doesn't really matter. Um, it's the characteristic, the character, um, the behavioral tendency of the dog. And, and I think that's true of people too. It's not the size of the person, it's the person's heart. And uh, and interest and ability and so forth. Well, I couldn't uh, agree more. But the other question I ask: you, Ever notice that the smallest dogs have the biggest bark or the loudest bark? Yeah, I, I you hear that all the time, and I notice that. You know, when I take Sadie for a walk, uh, there are dogs that live in the neighborhood, and the littlest ones bark the most. And and I'm maybe it's a Napoleon complex in dogs. But maybe the little ones think if they bark more and bark louder, that they're able to measure up to bigger dogs. So, I, you know, you hear the the Napoleon complex, the uh, shorter, little littler people tend to, to um, some of them, tend to be more forceful. And, and, and I guess that's kind of what's going on with little dogs. Um, if you're a big St. Bernard, you could care less about barking. You're, you're, no one's going to bother you because you're huge. But if you're a little guy, you want to tell the world, leave me alone. Uh, the name of your book again for our audience? It's uh, Think Like a Dog, How Dogs Teach Us to Be Happy in Life and Successful at Work. And it's, it's a co-author. Uh, it's Scott MacDonald, M-A-C. And Sadie, the rescue dog. So Sadie is listed officially as the co-author. Uh, and each chapter starts off with a, a statement in Sadie's voice. Obviously, I do the interpreting. Uh, and then I talk about the applications to human existence. But uh, if, if you go like on, uh, on uh, Amazon, it'll list both authors. And if you click on Sadie, the rescue dog, it takes you to other books by people named Sadie. So it's kind of cute. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> I like that. Have you ever read any of the Archibald and the Hitabel stories about the cockroach that loved the uh, cat? No, I have not. Uh, uh, it's, it's only in lowercase because the cockroach could only jump on the uh, typewriter uh, keys. He couldn't hold down the uh, uh, capital to, to uh, capitalize. So all the stories, they're by Don Mackey, uh, done many, many years ago, long before many of our listeners were even born. But uh, they're really fascinating. And you're, what brought, brought it to mind was your description of uh, how you did the book, because that's what Archibald and the Hitabel did in their stories. Anyway, uh, if you ever get a chance, they're fascinating stories. Okay, thanks for the advice. Now, uh, now, now, Scott, um, what do you want readers to take away from your writing in this great book? Well, um, it's going to be really interesting because it's on various levels, uh, and I think it will have different appeals for different, uh, one, it's just a fun book, and there are lots of stories. There's some really cute cartoons. There's some 
wonderful graphics. Um, and there are these stories about dog behavior that um, are true stories. And, and you get you can't read the book without chuckling uh, or laughing. God and knows I, we but, need that today. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and I, I, another level, there is kind of self-help advice, like living in the moment, like being persistent, like knowing when to bark, i.e. knowing when to complain and not to complain. And then at, at still a different level, I've run a bunch of companies personally. I've been a corporate turnaround guy, and so there's some business advice, too. Um, you know, if, if you're in, uh, if you got a job and and you want to raise, um, when when do you hold up your hand and when do you when do you play it quiet? And and so that's kind of knowing when to bark, knowing when to raise your hand. So 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 it's on various levels, uh, but it's but it's generally hopefully a fun book and and it's something it's a respite uh, respite from uh, all the the stuff that goes on in the news these days. Um, I have a lot more questions, but Jiggy, I think we're running out of time. Yes, we are slowly but surely running out of time. Uh, but before we let you go, Scott, um, one more time, run it down for us. How do we get the book? How do we find you on the web, social media, all these things? Yeah, okay, so just repeat, it's Think Like a Dog, How Dogs Teach Us to Be Happy in Life and Successful at Work, um, by Scott MacDonald, M-A-C, and Sadie Dog. Uh, you can order it online through Amazon or Barnes & Noble, and you can also order it through bookstores. And if you have a good local bookstore, if you go down there, I'm sure they can look it up and order it for you. Some bookstores will actually carry it. Um, but it's only been out. It's been out about a month, so it, it's just kind of finding its legs. And uh, yeah, I don't hesitate to go to anyone who sells books and ask them to order it, or you just order it yourself online, and, and they'll ship it out to you. It's available in ebook form for Kindle, and it's uh, available in, uh, in paperback as well. Oh, my my website is authorscottmacdonald.com. And there's a lot of stuff on the website uh, related to, to this book and to another book and to other activities um, that I'm doing, including setting up some scholarships for needy kids. Fantastic. Fantastic work. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.